Just some podcast media. The thoughts and opinions expressed on Buried Pleasures are those of the host and the guests and do not represent any views of any organizations that we may volunteer for or be employed by. Listeners should be aware that there may, most likely, be profanity and discussions on topics that may require a little discretion. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Buried Pleasures. I'm your host, Pollyanna Amazing, And tonight, I have some wonderful women with me. Just wanted to remind you that Buried Pleasures is brought to you by Just Some Podcast Media, and we are so happy to be part of that group with Just Some Podcast for Advanced Practitioners and Nurse Papa who is amazing. What a sweetheart. I am Pollyanna Amazing. You can find me at Pleasure Pathways on Instagram and Facebook. You can also find me at Buried Pleasures on Twitter and at buriedpleasures.com. Tonight, what shivers our timbers is conversations with Jezebel. And I'm going to introduce you now to the Jezebel, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. How are you? I'm great. I am Sarah. I am the owner and founder of Jezebel Von Zephyr Photography. We specialize in building strong women and helping women see themselves through our lens of unconditional love. Find us online on Facebook at uh, Jezebel Von Zephyr. We also have a couple of different VIP groups there. So if you find our main page, you can usually find our VIP groups are attached to it. We're also at Jezebel Von Zephyr on Instagram and Twitter. Awesome. Um, I brought some friends with me, part of my crew. I want to introduce Miss Tiffany first. She, she is our lovely hair and makeup stylist, perfectionist, wonderful human, but she also does so many other wonderful things for us. And to make conversations with Jezebel is actually mostly her baby. It was my idea. I ran it for about two years under a little bit of a different name and different concept. And then Tiffany came on board and I told her kind of what my big vision was for it. And she just kind of took that and made it magic. So awesome. Hi, yeah. Well, hi. Who are you? What do you want? Why are you here? <laughs> oh, oh, that. I, I, I'm Tiffany again. Um, I, I do make all the people pretty at Jezebel. Yes, you do. I profess on perfection. Really, truly, that's what I do. I've been doing my job in some capacity for almost 20 years now. Actually, I think it's been 20 years this year. I can officially say that now. I think I've been saying that for about three or four years now. But I can't count, and I really don't remember when I started. So, but it's 20 years this year. I found some paperwork that that proved it. Conversations with Jezebel, why we're here. This program, which is actually called our brand ambassador program, it's a it's a usually a six to seven month long program where we bring a team of women on and we bring them through a personal growth journey. And over the years, we've noticed and kind of kept tabs on how women grow through our studio and coming through our, our photo shoots. 
And so we kind of morphed that into a large program. And we talk a lot about trauma and we talk a lot about pleasures and intimacy and how that affects the way that you show up in your life. So this year we're doing that um, online and we're so excited to be able to do it again and bring some more healing and clarity to women out in the world or joy too. We need more joy. For sure. We do. Totally. And Sarah, who else did you bring with you? I also brought Miss Valerie with me. Valerie is just wonderful. She came to us as a client a few years ago on her own body image journey. She had been doing several different types of things, women's retreats and a variety of other things to try to kind of find more comfort and peace in herself. And we just ran into her at that time where she actually, she found us. We didn't run into her. She brought us into her circle and we brought her into ours. It was just one of those relationships that bloomed so nicely. And then the following I want to say your shoot with your first session was I want to say it was like springtime right around yeah it was so it was right after right middle of a current brand ambassador program year so there were questions I remember her asking me about them at the time and then the following winter when we launched applications Valerie joined up and I will let her tell her her little tidbits of that story from here on out I'm Valerie as Sarah said And yeah, I I think back on how I found Jezebel and I couldn't tell you how. All I know is at some point I stumbled across their business page on Facebook and started following them. Even though I know a lot of women have thought for a long time about, oh, I want to do a boudoir session sometime in my life, right? I, I had never had that thought for myself. I think living in a fat body in this country in particular, that feels like something that's not for us. Somehow I found their page and started following them. And I started to notice that a lot of the photos they post, not a lot of them, all of the photos they post are, are amazingly diverse in terms of the color, the size, the shape, the age of women that they photograph. And they all had this amazing thing in common, which was that regardless of how each woman looked, they looked just utterly comfortable and beautiful in their skin. And I decided I wanted that for myself. I had gone through a pretty difficult divorce about a year prior to my first shoot. And I had spent 20 years trying to figure out, well, 20 years first trying to lose weight because thinking that would, you know, be the thing that made me happy. And then when I realized that that wasn't going to happen, you can't hate your body into submission. You can't hate yourself into loving yourself. I did therapy and books and women's groups and retreats and all kinds of different things as Sarah mentioned. And the photography experience for me at Jezebel was like the, I'm trying to think of what's a positive metaphor for the straw that broke the camel's back. (laughs) It was like the linchpin for me in that journey of being able to see my body as a beautiful thing. You're not the first one we've broken in. Yes. And so I did. I was really uh, thrilled. I mean, I know a lot of people sit on the couch at the reveal and cry when they see their photos because they can't believe what they're seeing. I think I laughed. I think I laughed (laughs) (laughs) through the entire reveal for my first session and the photos were stunning. And it was like this, I don't know, it was like a coming home to myself, I guess, is the best way that I can describe it. So so that's how I found them and started the connection and the rest is history, as they say, or her, her story, her story. My story. <laughs> that's fantastic. So the way I found these lovely ladies of Jezebel Von Zephyr photography was I've just moved to this area and I was looking for somebody to do professional headshots for one, but also I was looking through the pictures at the time and thinking, holy cow, look, look at all these ladies, right? These, all these really amazing body types, the same as you, I think just that whole, wow, 
they make ladies feel better about themselves just because I've never been a skinny girl ever in my life. I don't think I, I wouldn't call myself a skinny girl. I have always been a thick girl. But I, I really appreciated the fact that there's body positivity written all over that. And whenever I first spoke with Caitlin, she was telling me the kind of the ethos behind Jezebel itself. And I was just floored and I just wanted to go to her wedding because she was getting married that weekend. And I didn't even know her. I just <laughs> talked to her over the phone. Like that's the kind of person I am. I just want to get, you know, I just like when I, when I like somebody, I like somebody. So Going in for my photo shoot was a surreal and beautiful experience because I was, I, you know, I've just started the podcast and, you know, I'm really trying to stretch my legs from being the nurse practitioner that I am and sex educator into this more, you know, diverse and, and how can I contact or get in touch with as many women, men, whomever, as I possibly can. And this is such a great opportunity to do that. And Sarah, how did you ever go from photography to let's take care of all the ladies in the whole land and make everybody feel good about themselves? How did you do that? I, I don't know. I wouldn't, it, it kind of all happened organically and together. I have been a lover of photography and storytelling my whole life. As far back as I can recall, my mom is an English major and a deep lover of books. She's also a lawyer, but I grew up with her. She didn't go to law school until she was 40. And I think that is fucking amazing. She finally said, you know what? This is where I'm at in my life. And this is what I want. So I'm going to law school. I was grown at this point. So I grew up with her as an English major, which meant red pens and <laughs> lots of, let me read your paper before you turn it in. And, but also lots of, here's a really beautiful story that I think that you'll love. Here's a really beautiful book, always encouraging me to write my, my own things. I was very into poetry as a teenager. My mom was also very into poetry and still is every so often. And I forget this about her, but every so often I'll get an email from her with a poem that she wrote that she thought that I would like that has been in her journal for however long. It's just really great. So I've had good influence there most of my life to be creative. I, I think I got a camera for like my 10th birthday or something like that. Some like Kodak 110. <laughs> nothing okay. fancy no. just um whatever and half the people that listen to this podcast or watching this video may not even know what that is <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin does not know what a Kodak 110 is and that's okay but I would just go through film and before I had a Kodak 110 because you could buy a roll of film with 36 photos on one of those we had Polaroid and you can oh. imagine parents were less than thrilled about going through 30 images of Polaroid in 20 minutes <laughs> I feel the pain now. The struggle is real because my 15 year old loves that Instamax camera. Yes. And, you know, she spends so much money on film. And I'm just like, yeah. you have your phone. Can't you just use that? And you can edit them and everything. But no. Yeah, I get it. That's awesome. That's a, that's, uh, yeah. So I, I was, you know, like OG generation of that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a phone to just take pictures on. I, right. I camera. And so that love just continued to develop and grow. Uh, my parents' divorce was pretty nasty. So the, um, I do have some gaps in my education, which is why photography didn't become a real big focus for me as a studied art form, if you will, until I was in college. I never got to participate in any of the classes in junior high and high school because those electives, for anybody that's ever taken them, fill up six months before and usually the year before. And I went to nine different junior high schools. So having that option wasn't an option. <laughs> And by the time I got to high school and I already missed, whatever. 
I took photography in college and I just fell madly in love with it. My mom, again, my mom, I, I attribute a lot of kind of where I've landed in my life as a result of her really being a very strong, positive influence for me. A lot of the time she has her own quirks and faults and whatnots. We all do, but, um, but my mom very much encouraged me to not only go back to school, but to always be there to help women and to be an inspiration for other women and to try to help them in whichever capacity. One of the things that was so powerful for me as a young woman was watching her and my aunt. Um, I was probably in my very early twenties. They went to DC for the last women's march. So not the one that we had after Trump was elected but the one before that, a million women showed up. It was epic in every way. Uh, she gave me the signs from that march. So I have them, they're at the studio which is pretty awesome. I'm pretty happy to have them, but I've just had that help other women instilled that feminist positivity since forever. So I very much grew up with the, I want to help other women do things and grow in their lives and be powerful and feel good in their bodies. And I had a baby very young and felt pretty shitty in my body until I was much older. Not necessarily. So I, I Valerie, when you said, you know, I spent 20 years just trying to lose weight, like I spent 20 years just trying to change my body. It wasn't even that I wanted to lose weight. I thought that that's what I wanted. Like I just, thought, oh, well, if I just drop another 20 pounds and these stretch marks and this flabby skin will just go away. And that's not how that works. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> no. To fix those things. Right. Ironically, that didn't come as just duh information to me. So I just kept doing the things. I was listening to our culture tell me that you know, if I just ate a little bit less or kept eating cabbage soup and just cabbage soup or whatever, you know, pick the thing. I've, I've been through the diets. I've done the things I've watched my mom go through diet after diet, after diet, after diet, after diet in this quest for this perfect body. And I, I just got tired. <laughs> really? If I'm being so honest, I just got tired. Women like Tess Holiday and Ashley Graham started coming to the scene and I view both of those women particularly and specifically very differently at this stage in the game than I did initially, but just having a woman, a fat woman step up and say, this is who I am and I'm still beautiful and, and nobody could deny it. I had, that was like, oh, hmm, <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of that started happening well after the studio was open. I mean, to be perfectly honest, the thing that really started to shift for me and giving me permission to love myself was watching the women in front of me do the same. I was asking people to come into my space, feel comfortable in front of me in various stages of nude when I wasn't fully comfortable with myself. And I very much felt that reflected. Like I kept getting the clients that we were getting the first initial year of Jezebel were very, I don't know, I don't want to say superficial because it's not really superficial. It's not the right word, but very, very much what you think people go to boudoir for, right? You're 22, you go in, you get pictures for your boyfriend. That's all you do. You're a size four. You probably think you're a size 12, but you're really a size four. Like that was year one of Jezebel. And I've told this story a million times. I'll try to shorten this. As much as <laughs> Take your time, honey. We have plenty of time for you. I know, but I'm also very aware of how many times people have heard this story. We had a client that came in and she just happened to kind of physically embody a lot of the traits of a past abuser, somebody that had hurt me deeply as a teenager. And like so much so that I hadn't seen this woman in 20 years at that point. And I background checked her after she left my studio. Like I wasn't convinced that this wasn't this woman that had like, she changed her name. She came in here. She's trying to get shit on me. Like I went into trauma survivor, victim, 
holy shit protection build up all the walls mode immediately and then and then I had to like breathe through this <laughs> massive panic attack that lasted a few weeks I I did all of the background checking I did all of the Facebook checking I did all of the any research I could possibly find I ran her phone number her address I was so convinced that this was this was an abuser trying to come back to hurt me because this person had threatened my life and my child's life and so it was pretty scary every avenue <laughs> resulted in what are you doing you're just responding from fear you're being crazy don't do this and and then i started to have a pretty big reckoning with this woman came in here because she needed help she called me because she's in her 50s uncomfortable in her body wants to just lost 100 pounds wants to feel good about herself and I'm turning this into something about me. And then I had to just kind of put all of my baggage down for a minute and really just like let the universe, I mean, it sounds a little so cheesy, but I really just had to kind of take the lesson that was being handed to me and process some pain and some forgiveness for myself and for somebody that had hurt me. That was really in that moment that I learned that, and this is, this is part of the thing that we teach in conversations with Jezebel, this piece right here is, the forgiveness is not for them. It's not for this human that really, really, really hurt me. It's not for her. I don't need her to be in front of me to forgive her. I don't need her to be an active part of my life. I recognize that it's not safe for her to be an active part of my life and that she still needs to stay at a huge distance, but that I can still forgive myself and her for all of the things that happened, my pieces in it, because certainly I have some of my own. And, and her pieces in it as well, because as soon as I could recognize, and here was the real clincher, it wasn't just the way that this client looked, her story was the same. It was, you know, she, I had this past abuse and this thing happened to me and everything about what she was telling me, I was like, oh God, I could have, and it was bizarre to me because my brain just immediately went, how can you have empathy for your client, but not for this person that hurt you? And it's because the person hurt me, right? Hurt people, hurt people. But as soon as I was able to kind of process and pull together that she hurt me because she was hurt and she didn't know any other way, she didn't process her own stuff and maybe never has or will. And that's, again, I don't care, not my plate, not my circus. I, it, was, it just became so natural. Like as soon as I could realize and see she didn't hurt me because she wanted to hurt me. She hurt me because she didn't know any better. And... I want to believe that when you know better, you do better. And I do tell myself that a lot, but I also know that sometimes people just don't like they know better. It's too hard to do better and they choose not to. And, and that's okay too. That's for them over there. <laughs> so do you directly change the narrative of your own story. Immediately. Because, yeah. And, and you know, that's a, that's a tough thing to do. Yes. Especially in this day and age when everybody is just walking on eggshells, right? Everybody there's, we all have agendas. We, yep. and, and we are the center of our agendas most likely, but finding those people who have commonalities with you, like <laughs> Tiffany, like Valerie, like me, finding other women who are, are knee deep in the trenches with you makes it a whole lot better. And, and I'm really impressed with how you, some people can't, get past that trauma ever yeah and and it's not like it, it left you but you decided to change it into something on the more positive side and then what happened that you met this awesome chick tiffany 
Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of the beauty of all of this, right? Is that if I hadn't, if I hadn't done that work, cause all of that happened prior to me meeting her. So if mm-hmm. I hadn't done that work and shifted in, in that moment, the direction that the studio was going and how I wanted how I wanted Jezebel to show up for people. Like we contemplated even changing the name of the studio for a really long time because Jezebel Von Zephyr just has this sexy little tone to it. And that was by design. <laughs> Obviously then, buried pleasures the same. <laughs> yes. But, but when it started to shift as us helping women as a as heart work, then the name for a little while didn't feel like it fit. And then it just did. And, and that, it didn't, that didn't happen. That aha of it fitting wasn't until we brought Tiffany in because she came on board. I actually met her through a female networking group years ago. And, and then Tiffany came on board as a brand ambassador. We called them model reps. Then she very quickly recognized that she was knee deep in her own shit (laughs) and called me and said, I can't do this. And I said, okay, well, you're, you don't have to do it right now. And I'm happy to let you out and call me when you're ready. And then a few months later, I'm going to let her tell that story. She called (laughs) And we started working on creating this beautiful program together at that point. And I really just kind of handed it to her and said, this is what I've started with. This is where we're headed. All right, Tiffany, let us know what happened at that what? point. Okay. Um, I mean, there's so many things that, that happened, happened. I was at that point in a bit of a transition my, my, in my own personal life. I, up to that point, I had been a stay-at-home mom for five or six years, I think. And although I outwardly said, this is working and this is great, inwardly, I just had this tug of war with, this is not great. This is not working. And, but it was a huge tug of war because all my life I had watched all the women be home with their kids and be told that, you know, you need to stay home. They're only little for so long. You can work for the rest of your life. And, but then not be told you also need to have a little sanity and be happy as well. So at that point, um, I was really kind of in this whole, well, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? And I'd been in the beauty industry at that point for, I don't know how long, a while. It was almost in the middle of my career when I started having kids. So then it was like, I was kind of getting going and then stop, had kids and then home for a while, working whenever I can. And then up to up at this point, I was really Mentally, I was not well at all. I had several years of undiagnosed postpartum, a little bit of PTSD, PTSD, some other depression, anxiety, all of the things that go on here that don't make for a very whole person. And I thought that at that point running this, I was running this women's networking group. I thought that this was going to be great. And I'm here taking care of women because I've always had a huge passion for serving women. And that's why I got into cosmetics. That was my vehicle to do, do good in this world. And so I thought that, okay, well, you know, I, I'll stop the cosmetics. I can do this networking thing because it's connecting women and building them and all that. And then I meet Sarah because I needed her services. And at that point, I was also just kind of ready to hang up my makeup brushes and call it quits for good. First introduction, somebody was like, oh yeah, Tiffany's a makeup artist. You need to go talk to her. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> And I'm like, hi, I heard you're a makeup artist. I'm just like happy like a puppy. And she's like, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> she didn't even let you down okay, easy, I, did she? <laughs> oh, no, no. And, no, no, and no. My, <laughs> wait, when I put a boundary up, it's, it's, you know that it's a no, right? Sometimes Tiffany's here the period at the end. It's <laughs> <laughs> a special skill I possess. Great. And my kids can't hear it though. I don't know. My kids can't hear it. They think it's like a semicolon or a comma or something. 
I'll come over. Thank I'll, you. Oh no, don't touch that one. That's a that's a solid no with a period. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point I meet Sarah and I was I was doing a headshot event, so I needed her I need her and her camera and her expertise. And at that point I was legit ready to just say, I'm not doing makeup anymore. It's just not going well. I can't do this. So I was like 24 hours from throwing away all my kit. I had gathered all the makeup I had, I had collected for many years, all of it, even my own personal stash. And I put it in my bag. I was just going to throw it out. And I get a message from an old, 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 old client, like one of my very first clients. So I started in the industry as a Mary Kay lady. So she was like one of my first clients, like first month in the business client. And this lady, very short part of the story, she was very depressed when I met her. And she had always been a really good client of mine when I, when I did Mary Kay and always bought things for me. And I was able to do makeup for her daughters, for their homecoming proms. And then we lost touch. And so this woman messages me out of the blue. This couple weeks after I met Sarah and she's like, I need you to do makeup for my daughter's wedding. And I said, no, I don't do that anymore. And she said, yeah, you do. I need you to do this for me. You're the only person that's going to do this. I, was like, I don't do this anymore, but I'm happy to find someone that does that is as good or better. And she's like, no, you're doing this. You know, this is where we're doing the trial and you can come and it's fine. And we'll just do this. Like, okay, fine. Don't tell anyone that I'm doing this because I don't want the word to get out that I'm doing this again. And just don't say anything. So I go and I do the trial and it's lovely. And she's like, I have something for you. And I was like, oh, what? She pulls out this little case with this little tube of lipstick. Now, mind you, this client always consistently bought eyeliner and mascara for me. Sometimes skincare little gifts here and there. She bought lipstick for me once in her life. I opened this little package and this tube of lipstick that she bought for me like some odd years ago. And I'm like, oh my God, is this the lipstick that you bought for me? She's like, yeah, I really never used it. And I was like, and of course I go into like customer service mode. Oh my God, why didn't you tell me? I would have returned it, you know? And she's like, stop yourself. Let me tell you what that tube of lipstick has done for me. She said, I bought this tube of lipstick because when you kindly made her try it on, it's like I felt more loved and more pampered that day than I had felt in many, many years. She had just gone through a nasty divorce. She was very, very depressed. And I had, I was the first person to see her after many, many months of being in, shut in her house. Like I remember when I got to her house that day, it was, her curtains were all drawn. She had sweats. She looked like she hadn't really showered in many weeks. She's like, you sat with me for three hours and we just talked. You didn't pressure me to buy anything. I, but I felt more love that day than I had ever felt in a very, very long time. And any time that I've ever felt depressed or worried or anxious or anything like that, I pull out this tube of lipstick and I remember those feelings that day and of course I'm like a blubbering mess at this point and she's like I want you to have this tube of lipstick because I know you're going through some shit and I want you to remember how you affected my life and I want you to go back and think about the decision you're about to make I was like yes ma'am okay thank you ma'am still blub blubbering mess blubbering mess I'm sorry and so then I think I'm teary every time you <laughs> right I'm getting ready to cry about this right now um, I've, never, was, I've never heard this story I'm totally tearing up are you serious yeah, I've never heard this, this story. This is this is what I'm talking about. This is what you you do at Jezebel von Zephyr Photography is you make people feel good about themselves. It has nothing to do with like you could I you know you could drag anybody off the street when you go there and you go in the closet and you see all the cool clothes and and you're gonna get your hair done and your makeup done if you choose to do that. You just feel like a pampered woman. And how often in a day do we ever get to be pampered? Honestly, we're, it's a uh, get up, get the kids together if you have them, mm -hmm. 
you know, or if you have dogs or cats or whatever, you have to take care of all that business and then you're off to work and, and then you're working all day and then you're trying to eat and then you're trying to sleep. And, you know, how is it that one moment in that closet trying to pick out all those clothes or just even the thoughts of you guys picking out the outfits or whatever you have in your mind that you're going to formulate as your plan of action to go in there. It all goes away whenever you say, hey, how are you feeling today? What are you feeling like today? What kind of music do you Mm -hmm. want to hear today? Are you feeling pretty? Are you feeling badass? Are you feeling like you just want to throw down? Do you want leather? Do you want lace? Do you want nothing? Do you want some feathers, a little gold, a little silver, whatever? But you have the ability and you just, you hit the nail on the head, Tiffany, when you said it. We don't know what people may get from what we're saying or what we do or an action or a thought that we've conveyed to somebody else, how it really changes their life. And what a, what a great thing that you did. That's how, I mean, like, I just cannot even get past that lipstick story. That's going to be. You see why I had to have her. And I didn't even (laughs) know the story when when I met her. Like, it's the first time I heard this story was in a very similar kind of a situation. We were not on a podcast, but we were in a group full of women having a formal dinner. And here comes Tiffany with this story. Everybody's crying. I'm like, I didn't know we needed fucking Kleenex. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) I just- It's my party trick. Make the people cry. Well, great party trick, Tiffany. It works well, but also it shows what kind of person you are. And if if you ever thought you were interested ladies out there, and being part of the Jezebel Conversations with Jezebel group, you should totally look them up on Facebook or go to their website. It's amazing. There's some beautiful, fantastic people on there. And you also do other photography. You don't just do boudoir photos. You kind of we, I mean, we often will tell you, I mean, our, our whole thing is that we, we help build strong women, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, my personal preference is that we're only ever photographing women and helping them feel good in their bodies like if I could just shoot glamour and boudoir all day every day I fuck yes yeah I would also need to like duplicate myself 12 times over to then also you know be an editor and all the other things but but we always tell women when they come in that you can be as dressed or undressed as you want so we've photographed deans of colleges we've photographed kindergarten teachers we've photographed police officers and firefighters and military people and i mean all kinds of and everything in between and pirates because i walked in and said i want headshots as a pirate (laughs) and that's the whole thing right like we've had i've had very 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 straight laced super conservative women walk in tiffany said fuck once in the middle of hair and makeup i thought this woman was gonna fall out of her chair oh no oh no like every so often we'll just float something just to see like how, how is it gonna fly right like what kind of person are we dealing with here what kind of session are we gonna have and I don't remember what we were talking about but she just drops an f-bomb out there and this pictures taken um for her husband and we tried to convince her that he would enjoy her boudoir photos and um she was very convinced otherwise that you're allowing uh, groups of women who who probably would not have necessarily gone searching for this ability to to be you know to have photos or what have you and you're allowing them that space to do that and and i don't know about you valerie but i know when i went for my session 
the minute I walked in, it already felt amazing. The minute I walked in the velvet rope, the curtains, whatever, you know, like it was just like, ah, yes. Because in your mind, when you're, when you're meeting new people and that sort of thing, you're about to get naked in front of them. (laughs) Sometimes get naked in front of strangers isn't exactly on the top of everybody's list, but being a female and, and being, you know, having that strong, you guys have such a good energy in that, in that, you know, in in your studio, it just blows me away. So when you, of course, whenever you started talking about the conversations with Jezebel. Oh my gosh. I was just like, okay, yeah, mm -hmm. please come on my show. Let me tell all of the women all over the planet about how great it feels. And if they don't have the ability to come to the, you know, to the Jezebel Von Zephyr studio, they have the ability to find that in their community. I think that that would be, you know, that's just something that if, if and that's that's other yeah. thing too is that if they want to join us in conversations but say they live in i don't know ohio or ohio <laughs> and they say to me hey you know this is really helping me out and i'd really love to have a boudoir session but uh well one covid but two i don't want to fly all the way to washington right now for that i'm more than happy tiffany and i and caitlin for that matter as well our whole team is really tapped into the local photography community but also the national and international photography community. I can find you a photographer wherever you are and send you a variety of links and my recommendations on who would be best for you that matches what we're trying to do in your area. That's good because some people might be, uh, you know, considered a little sketchy when they're offering their, you know, on group on their 1995 boudoir sessions. (laughs) You should definitely be aware of that. Right. Right. That is not the place that you want to go. You want to go where you have seen and heard ladies feel comfortable and not feel dirty or, you know, like taken advantage of in this photography process. I think. I also think there's a variety of types of boudoir photographers. I mean, there are, there are people that are doing this in this vein that we're doing it in, in this, we're here to make you feel good and strong and powerful for always. And if you show up and try to tell me something silly, like, and and try to tell me something like, I know that I'm fat, but I don't want to deal with it. So can we just hide it? Yeah, no, we're not. No. Oh, I know. I'm pretty sure that I told you a million times. Hey, can you just please airbrush stretch marks out? And you were like, no, (laughs) no, (laughs) I, I had, we had somebody fairly recently, like begging me Will mm-hmm. you, I'll pay you, I don't care how much extra it is. I'll pay you to Photoshop out this. I think it was a stretch mark. Yeah. It was, yeah. Maybe it was a scar. I think it was a scar. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I'm so sorry, but that's not what we do. There are companies that will do that. There are loads of companies that will do that. There are most boudoir companies are out there because the photographer has an agenda to your point. Everybody has an agenda. Mm-hmm. My agenda is I want, I want to work myself out of a job. And I know that most people don't say that, but that is the God's honest truth. Not that I even believe in God, but if I did, there you go. <laughs> and Valerie, what were you saying about? Well, I mean, it, just yeah. more to what the Sorry. point that Sarah's making, which is that there are boudoir photography studios out there. Uh, the proof is in the pudding, basically, is what I was going to say. Look at the boudoir uh, studios in your area and look at the photographs that they're sharing on their website and on their social media. Mm-hmm. If you see a wide range of ages and sizes and body types and colors, and you see women looking like real women who just feel fantastic, then you're probably going to find a studio pretty close to what Jezebel has. 
If on the other hand, you see a particular body type or photos that very clearly look airbrushed and too perfect to be real life, you know, how, how we all walk around looking and feeling all the time. They're pretty. They're, they're beautiful. They can be absolutely beautiful, but the agenda is different. Yep. The agenda is different. Correct. I, I know photographers that won't photograph people in jerseys. I know photographers that won't photograph people in sexy cosplay. I know photographers that will only photograph you and stuff out of their closet that they've given you because they want their website and their art and their Instagram account to all look the same and have a certain feel to it. I want my website and my Instagram account to look like we're having a good time and we're here to help you feel good. That's it. And if you go to my website and my Instagram account, especially, you're going to see a smattering of all of that. You're going to see things about, you know, be fat positive and, and Black Lives Matter and immigration is important. And you're going to see us stepping up into social issues and things that actually improve society as a whole and help all women feel strong and powerful everywhere we go. I am not here to put my thumb on anybody. That's awesome. Well, while you're talking about putting your thumb on somebody, thumbs up. Hi, Caitlin. Hi. <laughs> Welcome, Caitlin. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us what yeah. you do. Um, I, I'm Caitlin, as we've said a couple times now, but I am the director of operations with Jezebel. I do kind of a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. So getting people ready for sessions and sending out emails, but I also get to be there when everybody sees their photos for the first time, which is really exciting. I, just watching women fall in love with themselves and see a different side of themselves sometimes than they've ever seen before is it's, I don't know, it's my favorite thing about my job and I love it. But yeah, I also do all the product ordering and putting together of all the pretty things after the fact too. So that's, that's another fun part of my job, but it keeps me in line. Well, yeah, that's the most important thing that I do. Is. <laughs> I don't put my thumb on people, but she definitely puts hers on me. Somebody <laughs> has to. You get hazard pay for that or? Valerie, you know I love you. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us, Caitlin. And what you've missed so far is these amazing women that you work with and you know and myself included because you worked with me I told them that I really wanted to the first time I met you and you were going to your wedding but I just wanted to go with you because you were so sweet on the phone it was lovely so my experience with Jezebel Von Zephyr photography has been fantastic and that makes me even more excited to be part of conversations with Jezebel because I get to do some instructing on things that are super fun and, and close to my heart, like, sure. like, you know, women of whatever size you are, as long as you're healthy, that's what we want you to be. We want you to feel good about yourself and, and eating well and, and taking care of yourself. Doesn't mean you have to be a 105 pound model. You can be healthy and be at any size. So that's part of what I get to do. But tell us some more, Sarah, about some of the things that the ladies can expect. Oh, I think that's a Tiffany question. Oh, okay. <laughs> Tiffany? Because I, I, I'm wrong. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. my short and sweet version of that is I think there's a lot of women that are, and the beautiful thing about this group, I'll do some of the high points and then I'm gonna let Tiffany really talk about the, the guts of this because this is her baby. Some of the higher points of this is if you are in the middle of a reckoning, if you are trying to deal with a dual type of, I think one thing and I, my life is existing in another, if you are not having satisfying sex, if you are uncomfortable in your own body, if you change your clothes 12 times before leaving the house in the middle of a pandemic to go to the grocery store, all of these things, you are, you need to be in our group. <laughs> like, yeah. 
Wait, um, if you're wearing pajama bottoms currently during a podcast, then you can <laughs> totally be in this group. <laughs> I mean, I just don't even no know shame. why you're calling me out like that because. <laughs> one there's no requirements in order to have had a photo session you don't need to be a client of ours that have been previous requirements before you can jump in and out it's 25 bucks a month so if you want to join us for one month and hang out and and do some in-depth work and then maybe next month you don't have time for it bail next month and then show back up in march it's totally fine you might miss some things to be fair and tiffany will talk a little bit about that the program is definitely designed to stack and learn one on top of the other this month we're talking about telling our stories. And so it's been really fascinating to watch people in that group. And you can see the people that have been through a little bit of this with us before, or that know us and have been through our process and have seen kind of, and know what we're expecting from them. So I've seen a lot of really beautiful things show up. I've also seen some like, I'm not really sure. So I'm going to just toe dip because that's just, and there've been some people that just haven't spoken up quite yet. The funny thing is, is and Tiff and I were talking about this the other day, is the telling your story, we ask you to do that immediately. And there's reasons for that. It's really just the beginning because your whole story eventually is going to come out. So the things that start to be withheld because you're just not ready yet, you're just not ready yet. And when it's time and you want to rip that band-aid, you're going to expose the band-aid to us and we will be there to rip it off. <laughs> right, because that's what we I do. think a lot of people think that there's this they're, these women are going to come in, they're going to attack me and they're going to make me do all of this hard work. And the truth is, is we can't do that unless you ask us to, or show up to do it. Mm -hmm. But the meat and bones of all of this, Tiff, what we got? <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about what's the lineup, Tiff, if you don't care, or, you know, um, any, any part that you're, you're most passionate about would be great. I'm most passionate about all of it because yeah. I've been through it and I know how it is on the other side. And I think when you can look at your story and see it for what it is, um, not that it's the, that it happened and not that it's still happening to you, that allows you to show up in your life in, in different ways. And that's really kind of what it's all about is you showing up in your life as your most true authentic self and not, not bringing everyone else with you. Because there's a lot of parts of your story and people that you bring with you that just aren't invited to this party. That is your life. And why bring all these Debbie Downers to your party when they're they're like physically not even here anymore? They they probably don't even care that you exist anymore. Why are you bringing all of their ideas and their lies and their stories about you? Why are you bringing them to your current life right now? And for us, it's stripping all those things away in a safe and comfortable. Well, maybe not comfortable. <laughs> kind of a. Sarah likes to lead people to, to the cliff and I'm just like here just try this and I'm the I'm the pusher of the people and um, Valerie's been through this a couple of times we will never we will never 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 we will never take you to the edge of the cliff shove you off of it and not give you any sort of help never oh no yeah it, it's more like a tandem skydive or whatever you know metaphor we want to use you guys are holding our hands the whole way mm -hmm. we just we we have this knack for, for knowing when, when there's more to a story and it's not all out yet. And we just want, we just want you to get it out because we, we want, we want you to really see what's, what's there. And part of this process is of course the, the photo shoot part of it, because you're really physically seeing this, this change, this metamorphosis. Also, you know, to being able to tell your story, get your story out, figure out what your story is, what has actually happened to me? Why am I like this? Why do I think this way? Why do I react this way? Um, how, how can I respond and not react? 
And when you talk a lot about our mean girl, that voice in the back of your head that, you know, keeps going, sometimes she's driving the bus. We, we don't want her. Yeah, we don't want her driving the bus anymore. We talk a lot about shame, vulnerability. We talk about uh, reclaiming your body. Um, what happens after you have this transformation? Um, a lot of women come to us and they've been through big transformations in their life, whether it's, you know, great weight loss, whether it's a divorce, whether it's, um, you know, a huge change in their life. And they are, they still have tidbits of them old of their old self and they can't see their new self. It, it's kind of a, an odd body dysmorphia type of thing. We also, we focus a lot on looking at your body just as it is and, mm-hmm. and getting to body neutrality, not jumping right into body love. Um, because we, we don't love our bodies all of the time. They don't work perfectly for us 100% of the time. But we can still appreciate our body for what it can do in that moment. And we really try to teach women, you can't just jump to this body love thing because it, it, you're going to fail. And so we try to get them to this really neutral place where they can just really just appreciate themselves as they are right then. And eventually, you just start loving all of the things that you were once at war with. And, and all of a sudden, it's kind of peaceful in your body and yourself. And you're like, oh, this is, this is kind of great. This is weird, but this is really great. A great example of we were- today, like this just recently happened as somebody had commented and said that they try really hard not to focus on the negative parts of their story because they just try to stay positive. So they don't think about the negative things and how those are affecting them. They just compartmentalize and put them somewhere else so they don't have to think about it because they're a very positive person. And I saw this comment come through and I know a lot of people feel this way. I know this is a very normal way of being. And and I know this because we hear it all the time. But of course I see this and I just kind of went, oh no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just let Tiff's She's going to see that and have some stuff, some stuff to say. And everybody sitting here knows that she did. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and of course, Tiffany and all of the beautifulness that she is, not an hour or so later, I, of course, getting a notification that Tiffany's commented on a post I've been tagged in. <laughs> I go back and I look and I see her comment and it very, it's just, it's the simplest form of advice. And it's just, sorry, that's not an option. The only way out is through. You can't just put this over here. You got to pick it back up. We get to tear it all apart and you get to go through it. And I, and, and she just, eventually this woman was like, oh, you're right. Okay. But it's the hard, it's so hard to go through it and it feels a little alone and you're never alone. We, we show up in spades. I mean, we've had mentors for this program for many years for this exact reason. We have people that come in that are helping the new class with the old class. I think I would like Caitlin to talk about unwritten. Okay. Um, so I I wish I would have known we were going to chat about this. I would have grabbed my book. Oh, you perfect. Chat. So unwritten is a really cool event that we do every year with our brand ambassadors. That asked, if anybody was wondering. Eventually ends up in this wonderful book, but we just, we get together and oh man, wouldn't that be special to be able to do right now? Um, <laughs> I wish, but we all get together usually in the summer because um, we all, we strip down to our, our bras and panties and just spend some time. Oh, and, there we go. Uh, just spend time together as this group and really dig into the nasty things that we have either told ourselves our, all, our whole lives or that other people have told us. We stand in a big loving circle and take turns reading these things that we have written to ourselves. Everybody has 
taken some time beforehand to spend five minutes and write down all of these nasty things that they've said to themselves that they've heard said about their bodies their whole lives and then takes another five minutes to write all of the great things that their body has done for them and all of the things that they love about themselves and we stand in this circle and we take turns reading you know someone will read somebody else's mean girl and the horrible things that she has to say and then someone else will come back in and, and bring the group up with the nice girl and the things that she has to say about our bodies. And one of the most special things about Unwritten is that all of the mean girls are saying basically the same things. That, you know, you're not good enough, you're too fat, you're never going to do whatever it is. But every time we read something that the nice girl says, it's something completely unique and different and special about that person. And seeing that realization go around the group is just such a powerful moment that we all have these same things that we're holding on to that are terrible, but we all have these wonderful individualized things that are so great about us. And it kind of really helps you flip that script in your brain once and for all that this is not my baggage to carry around. This is what everybody else is hearing too. And I need to hold on to these things that are really great. Truly um, authentic. That's I mean, like we throw the authentic word around quite a bit these days, but that gets to the root of the issue. Authentic. I love yep. it. Keep going. We Caitlin. Get right to this. And so the things that you're seeing, so the pictures that I was showing you with the words and stuff on it. Remember so you're after- on a podcast too, though. So huh? tell you have to describe oh, the pictures you're on the podcast. I'm so sorry because we are, <laughs> you guys here with me can see it. That's um, right. So the pictures that I'm sharing. So after after we stand in the circle and each person reads a nice girl and each person reads a mean girl, it's all anonymous. Just throw that out there. I don't know whose beautiful words are in my hand, but they belong to two different women. And we're all in our bras and panties. And then once all of that is done, we grab markers and we write nice words that we see uh, in, in that person upon their bodies. The last time that we did this, we were actually at Valerie's home. She volunteered mm-hmm. her space for us. And so some of the pictures, there's pictures of a lady's arm and it says Wonder Woman on it. Another one says girl power. Uh, her whole back is covered. It says powerful, strong, warrior, brave, fierce, adventurous. Uh, I'm sorry, flipping pages. I love you written right across her belly. Lots of hearts right around the tummy brave, I love you, powerful, warrior goddess, beautiful ass, leader, inspiring, bold, goddess, sexy. And then you get to, then you get to go home covered in all of these words and your spouse or whoever is there with you gets to see this. And it's another story you get to tell. Or Um, even the people at the grocery store on your way home that you're just, you're out there with all of these things. And I've several times been out after unwritten and had, you know, people given kind of funky looks because it's not exactly normal to walk around with all these great things written on your body, but it's a great way to open a conversation and chat with people about it. And it's, it's always such a good time. So the other thing that happens at this event is we take photos mm-hmm. and everybody has a mat. This one is mine, has my name on it. We put these out and everybody's names were written up at the top. This is Tiffany's beautiful handwriting. And then it is your job to find a beautiful colored marker and leave a lovely note for each lady that's there. So everybody has one of these. And then I take them all home. I edit a bunch of the photos that we took that day. And then these all get mailed out along with your album, with your book. So I can, if you want, I'm happy to read some nice girl things. Hey, we that don't, would be fantastic. Let's do that. We don't print the mean girl things in the book because they're mean girl things. 
but this, we didn't this, know there was going to be a book for just for the record, the BA oh yeah, the brand ambassadors each year. That's a really well-kept secret. So we did not know that there was going to be a book until we were given the book at the, the banquet dinner that they hold at the end of the brand ambassador term. So after unwritten is over. And one of the things that I've, I'm, I'm show holding up a, a little collage here that Maddie made actually. I love she took that the photo, the photo of all of us on unwritten day. And then for each person, each of us individually, she found other photos we had had taken by Jezebel and then put them on a, you know, a nice cardstock and made photo collages for us. The connections that we made with the other brand ambassadors, I just, that's, that was the whole reason I did it. And I benefited in a million different other ways, but I, I will never forget going through that with those ladies. Well, um, and that's and something that we didn't those. necessarily plan that Correct. every year the brand ambassador groups have gotten closer and closer. And mm -hmm. it's something that has happened very authentically and on its own that these groups of women just come together and they become such a wonderful support system for each other. And even once the year is over, I'm constantly seeing these women lifting each other up and continuing to be there for each other. And it's it's one of the most special things that comes out of this program. I think whenever mm -hmm. I did my, you know, the reveal day, whenever, you know, mm -hmm. on the on the Facebook page, whenever the other ladies are, you guys give the, you know, oh, the like, sneak peek. Right, yeah, the sneak peek. When you write out the, uh, you know, description of the outfit that you're wearing or kind of not wearing. Um, <laughs> and then there's a chance for other women to jump on and say, hey, holy cow, you look gorgeous. This is such a confidence boosting thing that you do. And I'm going to just say, you don't realize how much it affects you until you see 30 women posting on your pictures, like nice, you look beautiful. You know, all of these compliments that you get just flood you with this amazing amount of dopamine and it just makes you want to do it more and more well, these and are from more. total strangers too that you right. for the most part don't know these people yeah that's totally separate from conversations like mm -hmm. that's just mm -hmm. our normal every day how we go and that group together also still bands together and and that's our client only group only let you in there if you've been in front of our lens and that that group of women will also band together. I mean, somebody a couple of times there've been asked for things. One of our clients is she helps feed hungry children and keeps food on their tables, particularly homeless, hungry children out in Sky Valley. And so that's Sultan Monroe gold bar index area. She had a need. So we put in an ask and I think there's 20 of us that are paying monthly dues for kids to have meals every month. We, we just, it's our community. We band together. That's how it works. I'm quickly, oh, sure, here's something Please. that somebody's nice girl says. I don't even know whose nice girl it is. I just flipped and found one, but I love the way that it started. So that's what told me it was the right one to read. You ready? Yes, go. You are a goddamn motherfucking survivor, <laughs> right? I love that. I love that. You have created life. You are stronger than the words you are told. You are stronger than the words you tell yourself. You have accomplished more than you or your family thought you could. You have health to boot, you're physically strong, you have seen places around the globe, you care, you have compassion, you have wisdom, you have wit, your emotions are a good thing. You are allowed to enjoy pizza and Alki Bakery brownies. You can kill it on the row machine and show them what's up. You can dance, you can walk the streets of Paris all day. You give great hugs and you give them freely. You are learning that you are worthy and that's half the battle. That's amazing. And if that resonates with any of you listeners out there, please, by all means, join take it. This, yeah, take it.
join us in reveling in the fact that women are strong and you know, we've got each other. It's just that whole period of time where you think like high school and that sort of thing where the mean girls are and social media and all of the things that we get thrust in our face in this day and time about the weakness or the whatever, or whatever these words are that make you not feel as strong as you are. Well, fuck that. We are strong. And listen at this community of wonderful and amazing people that I fell into just by luck out here in Washington after leaving all my friends and family back home. I'm telling you, I feel so much joy and I'm so elated that I met you guys. And this has just been the most amazing journey that I've started just because of you, Sarah. Thank you. And Caitlin for getting married and making me talk to you on the phone a couple of times. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But that's one of my favorite things that I get to do is just talk with all of our clients and get to know them. And it's great. It is great. I bet if Pollyanna would have shown up at the wedding, it would have been okay. Yeah. Just Just throwing that out there. It would have been fine. Uh, yeah, by history, I'm just that kind of weirdo that whenever I finally meet people that I just want to be, you know, I don't, I like, I might be like a mini stalker. I don't know. But, just once you're there, you're there for always. Right. And, but I, you know, I have such love for great communities of people who are trying to help other people. We're not just, you know, out here for ourselves to look pretty, which by the way, if, you ever get lucky enough to see my boudoir photos I look fantastic and I'm so flipping happy that I look like I mean I for the first time I was able to sit in front of strangers and be as naked as I wanted to be and felt as comfortable as I wanted to be and as you know honestly it was a loving environment that I you know obviously I don't usually have people on my show to you know to talk about them this is <laughs> this is a fantastic group to belong to and I'm so happy to have found you ladies awesome. hey, we're welcome. pretty happy to be here I'm glad you are so wrapping up things a little bit is there anything Sarah or Tiffany or Valerie or Caitlin that you would like to put out there take turns and and, and let's talk about it. Okay, I'm going to go. I'm just going to say that I would say that if there's any part of this that sounds interesting to you, but you feel like you're not ready, it's not your type of thing, they're too far away, everybody's going to be younger than you or thinner than you or older than you or whatever. If any of what you're hearing tonight is making you feel like I really want that, but for some reason I can't have it, that probably means this is exactly right for you to participate in a program like Conversations with Jezebel. And I I can't imagine anybody regretting it. Me either. Agreed. Agreed. And everybody's from a different walk of life too, right? Like not everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's from everywhere. So yeah. Yeah. That is one of the cool things about Conversations is that you don't physically have to be here in order to be part of this program. We can expand our help a little bit further, which is really, really beautiful. We haven't been able to do that before. And we've been wanting to do something like this for years. We have talked for years about doing a monthly self-growth program. And honestly, thank you, COVID. You hear that. I mean, yeah. truly, if 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 it not been for COVID, we would not have done it this way. It was really a force of necessity. The other thing that I was going to say that I forgot was we're not afraid of your body. We're not afraid of your fat. We're not afraid of your rolls. We're not afraid of your smell. We're not afraid of your stretch marks. We're not afraid of your scars. I'm not afraid of your sexual preferences. I'm not afraid of your ball gags or your whips or your chains or any, I'm not afraid of your pimples. 
it, it, none of us, none of it scares us. We've seen all of the things I've, it, it's all, it's all great. It's all welcome. It's all beautiful. It's all unique to you. That's one of the, when people come to me as photographers and ask me, you know, and I see this a lot in groups, like, well, what would you recommend? I have a plus size, you know, client tomorrow, or I am shooting this tomorrow and it's the first time and somebody's telling me I need advice or pictures or whatever. And mine is always, don't be afraid of their fat. Always. If you're photographing a woman that is coming to you and she's saying, I'm, I'm afraid of my fat. And most women, no matter what size they are, are telling us that I'm never afraid of it. And I will work right around it. And I, but I also won't ignore it. Like it's not, you're in mid session and your panty rolls and you go to fix it. There's no need. We dress you. You can just stand there and be a goddess. We'll put your shoes on and your stockings on and or your garters. boob pops out of your stretchy oh, yeah. thing, whatever. <laughs> Tuck it back in. <laughs> fluff my feathers yeah we are not afraid of anything that is coming from you because it it all happens we're all girls it happens to all of us it's okay it's okay i had somebody start their period mid-session totally naked and she's like oh fuck i'm like dude it's fine fine happens right and that's something that i think that you are doing is bringing together that ability for that community for women to feel comfortable in and it's such a breath of fresh air especially during all this yucky stuff that's going on in our world around us. And thank you, COVID. That's all I say. I mean, you can talk as bad about it as you want. I know that there are some terrible things that have happened based on COVID, but there are also the wonderful things that are coming from that terribleness. It's just amazing. And I thank so you. much appreciate y'all for this. I appreciate you. That, that was my closing words. I don't have anything okay. else. I- Tiff, anything that you want to say? before we go um I think one one small thing that if I had one wish for all women and I I would want them to experience uh, pure joy acceptance unconditional love even if it's for three hours in their life they can take it forever and they can they can take it with them if they want to but even if it's for only the time that they spend with us I want them to I want them to make sure that they feel like the most special woman on the planet for those three hours for the time that they spend with me that is why I wish for every woman. I want her to have that forever. And like I said, they can take it with them and do what they want with it. They can go out their door and go back to their shitty lives or whatever. <laughs> or they cannot. They can make other decisions and, and, and move on and, and be super great and show up in their life in different ways. But for those those hours that you're with us, I want I want all women to experience that. Right. And just, just like at least you once said, in life. just like you said in the beginning, when that woman handed you that lipstick, you never knew what kind of, you know, what, what you did for her. You had no idea how you affected her and look what happened. And it's beautiful. I love it. Like that stuff makes me cry. I'm going to say, you missed it. Told the lipstick story at the very beginning. Oh Val- yeah. That's always that. a tearjerker every time. Caitlin, do you have anything to add? I, I don't think so. I think that these ladies have really kind of Aww. summed up the gist of all that we are really well. Totally, totally. And Valerie, anything else? Nope, I, I covered it. All right. It. Well, guys, it has been an honest to goodness pleasure to have you on here. I am so happy to be part of this group and to learn and love you all just as much as I know I'm going to. I cannot wait. Guys, thank you again for being here. If you guys want to check out JezebelVonZephyr.com, you can find all these lovely ladies on there. 
and on Facebook as well, Jezebel Von Zephyr on, is it photography on Facebook as well? Sorry. Yep. Okay. Jezebel Von Zephyr photography on Facebook. And if you want to join conversations with Jezebel, check that out as well. Thank you again. I can't say it enough. I love you guys. I appreciate you so much. And we're out of here, right? All yeah. right, ladies, have a great night, everybody. You Take too. care. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Well, you find me. Hope you find me. I'll be back home soon. When the sun rises.